Welcome everybody to Last Call Gaming. Welcome back. It is 2020. My name is Craig Prowse and joining me is Mr. Handsome himself, Major Montemay. I have 2020 vision. 2020, I've got, what would you guess? What's better? Is it better if it gets higher or is it better if it gets lower? Because I always thought 2020 was perfect, but I hear like 1520 is actually better or something like that. 1020? 1010220? 1010220? I don't know, but these eyes, guys, I can barely see it, but guys, welcome back. It is the first episode of the new year. We took last week off. We wanted to relax because uh, we got a lot of big things planned for this year. More we'll get into later, guys. But first, as we do on this show, we like to drink a couple beers around here. And I want to say, this is the new Belgium Gluttony. And I was out, I was out shopping around picking up some beers. And uh, I, didn't re- I thought Gluttony was just kind of a cool name. I didn't realize that it's because it's crafted to remove gluttony or gluten. Oh. Did you notice that on the label? Oh, maybe it's called Gluttony. Is it Gluttony? I guess. Yeah, it's, well, hard it's got the two dots. So we're drinking New Belgium Gluttony. It's, it's a 6.0. I've never had it. You've never had it. No, it's, it's, uh, it's really good. Yeah? Yeah. What does it remind you of? A nice uh, Coors Light? It reminds me of a nice uh, Pale Ale. It says it on the bottle. So check it out, guys. I'm liking it. He's liking it. So let's get, let's get the, uh, the juices flowing. But guys, today is January 9th, 2020. Today actually was the airing of the first Pokemon Direct of this year. Um, it's kind of cool. Yeah, this thing actually had a lot to it. So if you guys are familiar with... So we're just kind of going over the highlights. So what they started with was that if you were familiar with the game back in 2006, the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue, I think they were teams red and blue. Um, that was a game where you actually became a Pokemon. You yeah. got warped into it. You, you got to pick one of 16 different guys, pretty much the starters. You could be Pikachu, Eevee, um, Machop... Uh, those kind of guys. And event, essentially the game is you traveling dungeons, rescuing people, and then there's a, a storyline that continues. So what they showed off today is they're actually remaking it into Pokemon Mystery Dungeon uh, Rescue Team DX. Now anything that's got DX in the name, you know it's got to be a good game. But Andrew, you just came over and watched it. You were checking it out. Um, how'd it look? I thought it looks kind of cool for like a little dungeon crawler or something like that. I never played the original, so I mean... Yeah, I, I never played the original either, so I was curious. That, I don't think the original is really, like, on anything else, or not so much that it, like, went anywhere and created, like, four sequels, that it's a perfect game to bring back. I mean, why not, especially if it's easy for them? Yeah, especially when now they're remaking all their uh, their old gem classics. Because, um, so right now, if you guys are, have this Switch, you can download the demo for the game, which is what I did. I started playing it. Um, How'd you like it? I, I, I like that. I got some gameplay of it, so that's probably what's playing right now. And it's pretty cool. The only thing I have, because I've never played the old one, is I've got to imagine that these are two separate, like, worlds, because they have, like, a whole community. There's, like, a town, and the they, they, yeah, they drop off mail to each other, and they run shops, and Kangaskhan runs, like, a bank that you can store your stuff in. So i got to assume that if you're a human, and you were going out and catching Pokemon, and you ran into this civilization, only would it freak you out, but if you capture somebody, you're ruining their whole economy. Yeah, I think they even made, I, th- I don't know if they made like a, sh- I vaguely remember, I think like a show or maybe like a movie mm-hmm. based solely off of like this IP where like, yeah, the Pokemon are like people, that's what inhabits like that universe and <laughs> they have their community and shit yeah, like that. I was looking at them like, so I, wonder, I, I think I remember them like talking to like he, like human language, well, yeah, it's yeah. not like Pika Pika whatever. Yeah, because they, they, they can understand each other, yeah, your character can talk with them and I just thought it was odd because I was like, okay, I get that when you play the game it says like, you know, wild Ekans appears, wild whatever appears. So there's wild ones. But if these guys can build a society and have a town... Why are there wild ones? I don't know we should be uh, catching them and battling them. But, you know, that aside, uh, the game looks good. I started playing. I I didn't get to 
get to the end of the demo, but it seems like you get to do a lot. You get to go explore the town, you get to go on these missions, you get to build up your team. If you're familiar with the old game... Who did um, you choose? I chose... Uh, who was my guy? Uh, I chose a Pikachu. Well, it gives you this um, quiz. You can answer questions. It's based on, you know, it's like a personality, personality assessment, test. and it tells you who you're going to be. So it gave me Pikachu, but then I backed out because I want to see who all the guys were, and then I just went with it, and then you can pick a partner, and my partner... Blue sky. Your partner gives it to you. So I chose oh. Cyndaquil as my partner, and he gave me a green scarf. Oh. So it was pretty cool. Um, but, guys, that's not what we're here for. But if you are a fan of that, the demo's up right now. Go download it. Yeah, go check it out. The big thing, guys, that they're doing is the Pokemon Sword and Shield. So normally when the game has, has you know, they hit their peak, they'll launch a kind of like a hybrid game that kind of uh, pulls both the game stuff together, and they release it. Um, example would be like there was uh, diamond and pearl and then there was platinum right? there was uh, red and blue then there was yellow so this one they're actually doing an expansion pass which is essentially two big chunks of DLC uh, we were looking at it the two are going to be the Isle of Armor and the Crown of Tundra so before we dive into them um, I think it's really cool that they're doing an expansion pass they're doing a DLC that lets the game continue instead of just repackaging an old game and selling it again for 60 bucks. Right, yeah. And I think they said for... I mean, it depends on, like, the length of that. I think this pack... It said it's $30 is what it is, right? And so, I mean, as long as it's got, like, good heft and good length to it, I mean, why not extend that game? I think that's actually a pretty cool way of going about it versus making me feel like, ah, fuck. Like, that, that could always be the thing, too, is you... I'm sure there are tons of people out there who are like, okay, I'm not buying Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield because I know next year or the year after that... That's when the revamp Pokemon with the right. more features, the more shit's gonna come. The the what the emerald version or right. you know the whatever that yeah, this the, is a way to be like okay now I'm just getting the game and I don't feel like I don't want to say cheated but I'm sure there are people out there who do feel that way that you know okay now I can continue this story and it's it's not like you're missing anything. Yeah, essentially those games used to kind of end right. You would get to an end and either you would trade it to somebody or you would start over, which is so weird because I actually just finished Pokemon Sword the other day before knowing that this Pokemon Direct was coming out, and I was having a blast. I actually ended up liking it a lot more than I thought I did. You were over here watching some of the trades. I love the online capability. Oh, I got lost just watching <laughs> oh, the trade things. It yeah. was awesome. And I actually was done, and I had a buddy hit me up. He wanted to actually borrow it, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I've, I've done about as much as I'm going to do. I've got more games to play. And over the next couple of days, I was probably going to like let him borrow it, wipe all my stuff out. And then this happened today, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, I was like, sorry, bud. Because uh, now these two things are out, so now I'm going to hold on to this because here's what you're going to start getting. So the first one is the Isle of Armor, and this thing is going to have key features that are going to um, introduce new NPCs and new Pokemon that you couldn't get in Sword and Shield. And the other thing is that the Isle of Armor Sword version and the Isle of Armor Shield version are still both going to be different yeah. to their respective game, which that alone, I say They even said cool. you have like a different guide per whoever it is, where you know, whichever one you're going. Yeah, they two, showed up the two chicks. Yeah, the two people were, um, so if you have Sword, the person that's going to be a rival is going to be Clara. She's going to be a poison-based. I liked her better. Yeah, that was cool. And the other one was Avery, and that was a psychic uh, trainer. So essentially the concept is the story is revolving around you and this new place and you're um it's kind of like a, there's like a dojo for training pokemon you get an apprenticeship under this guy named mustard who used to train leon who leon is the uh champion in sword and shield and the game's going to revolve around this legendary pokemon uh cub Fu, who evolves into this character new named urshifu and before we move on from that you kind of pointed something out that i didn't even think about this is the first legendary pokemon that evolves 
Yeah, right? yeah. We I thought we were looking. I didn't, I didn't can't I can't think of any. I don't think we found any. I, yeah, it's the first one that I could ever really think of, and it's the first one that you. Yeah, because I can't ever think of training one and then evolving. Because I always throw it into my party and then just end up using them. That that's the first one. I I think it said that the guy just gives it to you. Yeah, so yeah. So you don't actually have to go out and catch it. So I. Don't, From what it was saying, yeah, you you level up it up. Sounds like it. a very loose term of legendary, but right. <laughs> but so this character is actually going to introduce a new. A new uh, thing to the Pokemon. It's going to be fighting styles. And this thing has two fighting styles. The single strike, which is a fight and dark uh, style. And then the fast rapid strike, which is a fighting and water style. So when your character evolves, it's going to be able to pick two, uh, one of two. I don't know if it, you can pick. <coughs> pick? Or based on its, it's like, like you know, like a Hitmon, uh, uh, Tyrone going into to a Hitmon Lee Hermit Chef. It's based on stats. Right. Which style it would go into. But they look badass. Um Cool concept for a new Pokemon? I, I thought he looked cool. I don't know about, like, as a legendary. I don't think he looks like a legendary Pokemon. He just looks like a Pokemon. Even when they were doing the big blue and red and they were back-to-back, you know? I mean, when it, when it was, like, Gigantamax. Anything <laughs> that's called Gigantamax fucking Paris would look cool. Do you think the fighting styles is just to the one Pokemon? Or do you think that's going to be a concept that we're going to see in future versions of the game? I think that's something they'll, they'll do future. Because, they're even, I mean, they've always dabbled in stuff like that. Or not... Not so much like that, but just these branching paths of Pokemon that I don't know if they really kind of do that enough because you do have... Eevee is the one, but it's got a million paths. And then, yeah, like it was talking about the Gala Slowpoke, who can be Slow King or um, Slow Bro. But those Pokemon are a lot more similar than what this water would be and this... Uh, what's it Fight, like? Uh, uh, fighting Dark? Yeah, Fighting Dark. But, you know, those are a lot different than you know, a different psychic style right. thing. So I think that would be actually, like, really cool to uh, get, like, more kind of branching right. directions out there. So instead of just having two different versions of something that can evolve, now we get different styles. So essentially right. it is two guys. So, yeah, really cool concept, and it seems like this is probably going to be where they start trying out a lot more things now because it is an online feature to do it. Um, the other thing, guys, they added a t- bunch of other little things that you guys could definitely check out. They're adding, um, he's got a Gigantamax form, the three original starters from Sword and Shield, now have uh, Gigantamax forms, and there's a bunch of new items like um, new experience shares and stuff like that. So overall, this was the one they were focusing on the theme of growth, and this one seems like it's going to have the longer, uh, I guess, story. Like It's going to have the biggest piece around to go do something, collect more guys, and finish some sort of storyline. Uh, the other one... I like the atmosphere. Before you yeah, 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 yeah. I like the atmosphere a lot more that it's like an island, you yeah, know, just to add something different yeah. compared to what the second one is, which we'll get into in a minute. They even said that the area is going to be more like the um, uh, the wild, yeah, the, the wild, wilds, land, wild grass. yeah, the wildlands or yeah, whatever wild it is zone. where you catch Pokemon. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like it's, it seems like very tropical. Yeah, they were saying this is where you're going to see your caves, your beaches, your jungles, and all kind of stuff like that. Um, the other one, however, is kind of the opposite, which is going to be the Crown Tundra, which its theme is going to be the exploration. This is going to be the mountains and the snow and the, the climbing around and this one um essentially you're going to get there and you're gonna you know depending on which version you have they didn't really name any characters but you're gonna be uh, approached by explorers you're gonna get to lead an exploration team they kind of i felt like they didn't really touch too much on crown maybe because it's the second one coming I, out but yeah they, they give us the new legendary and that was it right they did put out the date so um the first one comes out uh end of june 2020 the other one's not it, it just said fall 2020 yeah, 2020 so i'm sure they're still probably working out whatever and though you'll probably catch something like that maybe like 
E3, they'll do like the what the Nintendo yeah, Playhouse or whatever it is that they do at E3. That would be a good time to show off, you know, kind of the rest of that. Yeah, because that legendary they showed off was uh, Calyrex. I didn't like Psychic that. Grass. Yeah, you, you, right when I think before they even dived into it, they were popping up showing what it was, and it was just like, it was like shit. And I was like, yeah, I was like this, <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> this guy sucks. And they were saying that essentially the story is going to wrap around uh, the, the history and the lore of that character. Now, what caught my eye was that this expansion is going to have the co-op play, which is going to be to where you and uh, friends can go online and uh, explore Pokédens, and this is where you're going to be able to yeah, catch all the old really legendaries. Cool They're yeah. showing, like, Zapdoses, the Mewtwo's, the Mugias, and all those guys. And, and that, I'm like, oh, cool, finally. That new Zapdos and Moltres combo are absolute fire. I think Moltres is the better-looking yeah, one they now were, that I saw they the were second showing time. all three of them, and they all look like they've kind of been mixed with a... With a Different element. Yeah, and it was like uh, Moltres looked like fairy... Oh. Uh, Zapdos looked like dark, and Articuno looked like maybe psychic or something like that. Yeah. They all look badass. Yeah, they all look good. I, I would say my favorite was the Moltres one, though. Yeah, Moltres. Oh, I want to know what everyone... I want to know what Sienz is. I know, he's, I know he watched it. I know he's playing Yeah, if you watch it, let us know. Because I, I, that, that, it's always been a hard split before because I always liked him, but I always went towards Zapdos, mm-hmm. but this totally just Moltres. So the other thing they had, guys, was the Pokemon Home, which is the big feature. This comes out actually in February, and essentially it's their cloud-based system. So if you have... Let's say Pokemon, let's go Eevee or Pikachu. You can transfer it to the home, and then the home can then transfer it to either Pokemon Sword and Shield without the expansion or with the expansion. And then the same with um, Pokemon Sword without the expansion and with it. Home's going to be where you can kind of navigate and then uh, trade. So you can't, So they were kind of expressing you can get all the guys without getting the expansion. You're just going to need to trade with people, which... In theme, it keeps up with the trade people for more Pokemon. Now, as soon as I saw that, now, I don't know if we had talked about this. I, I can't remember because it's been a little bit, but... One too many? Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of the stories that had been out a while ago, and I, I think that we did mention it, was that people were taking Pokemon from Pokemon Go, or like Eevee and Pikachu, and putting them in this game, Pokemon that were missing. Now, do you remember... Now that you say that, because, yeah, because what I was reading... All the essentially all the ripped Pokédex guys are essentially the guys you're gonna be finding now in the in this DLC. But yeah, I remember you saying something like that, or they were taking at least the photos of it, but they can't use all of them because they didn't have so, all the shots. Yeah, like, like some that. of the moves were like a little a little different yeah. than what it should be. So it's like, I would feel like, damn, what a waste of effort now because obviously I can just do whatever. But I wonder if that's why they were able to do it in the first place is because they were already planning on bringing yeah. that stuff over like that. So that was just kind of like a little, the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh damn, that's kind of. Uh, like, a really weird thing. Did you think that... Because I was talking with, like, um, a couple of people about the what they thought the director was going to be. Do you like what they're doing with this uh, moving on DLC that's going to continue to grow? Or would you have rather have been, like, a throwback to them being able... Like, Sword and Shield, you're able to go to Kanto or Johto and start those gym training again. Like, what, what information would have been better for you? This or maybe something like that? I mean, I really like this, but something like that would have been really cool, though, too. But that's more, like, my nostalgic view of something like that. And there's no reason why they couldn't add something like Remake that. Right because, like, I think them. they kept specifically saying, like, you know, our, like, see, or not season pass, but our expansion pack one is what they kept saying. Or, like, our first expansion pack is what it was. Yeah, there's so there, more to come. They're saying this is the two first things they have ready yeah, to go. So, yeah, so there's no year. reason that they couldn't add something like that down the road. And I wouldn't even mind seeing something oh, like that. Sweet. But I think ultimately maybe just make a big game that has all these different you know areas there's no reason why i don't see why you couldn't go to you know four or five different six 
islands and do all these bad. It'd be a big, big ass game, but yeah, that's where they're moving. I mean, this is something that's gonna keep everyone on there. So I like that it was short though. It was twenty minutes. Twenty like minutes. The perfect amount minutes. of length. Yeah. And there was a little bit of like a lulls when they're kind of like talking and stuff like that. But it's also just like they ask a rhetorical like, "What do you think?" It's like, oh, well, yeah, I guess we asked the same thing, but I actually go and read the comments. I don't know if that guy's going to go down and read fucking my comment in English, but uh, either way. But here we are. So, guys, that is Pokemon Direct. Obviously, there was more to it than just everything we're kind of doing. That was just a highlight. Go check it out. Hopefully, I will leave the link in the description. But, guys, let's move on to the next story. And the next story is... Huge like these sales. Sony PlayStation 4 is still banging out consoles and growing numbers. Andrew... Um, you were the one that I, that brought to my attention first. So the PS4 is what just sold 106 uh, million, and it's still 1.15 billion PS4 games sold. I mean, and that's what, at retail and digital. Yeah, so I mean, give me thoughts, man. What are you thinking? So they're absolutely killing it for a console that launched, I think, like 2013. It is the second best selling console of all time because it just because that makes them passing Wii, and then they passed. Uh, I forget what else was in front of them. Wasn't there two in front of the PS4? Maybe like a Nintendo or something. Okay, I know they passed the Wii, and then because the PS1 is still sitting on, or is it PS2 that's still the top dog? I think it's the PS2. Yeah, okay, PS2, yeah. I Yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's great. It's absolutely great news for them. It's great news for the industry that someone's, you know, thriving, games aren't dead, that sort of thing. But I think they're, <laughs> games aren't dead. they're in a, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, because now how do you follow up this success? You definitely don't do it in one year. So if they're hoping that their PS5 uh, sales show that they're going to be booming out of the water, I don't think so because everyone now just bought a PS4. Yeah, and if the same games are supposed to work, then why bother even upgrading? For a lot of people, I mean, I'm going to be a day oneer probably, like, no matter what, but I can definitely see a lot of people were just like, you know, why would I? Like, I don't care about graphics or anything else like that. I'm, obviously I have to because I, you know, I need to be able to talk about it, but the kind of person that I am, I think that I would do that anyways. But they also said, too, that they have um, 38.8 million uh, PS Plus subscribers, over 103 million active users on the PSN network. So, I mean, that's not to see that. And they even put out the PSVR, which only came out in uh, October 2016, so three years, has sold 5 million units. And this was well. all news that was shown at the CES, the Consumer Electronics yeah, Show 2020. 2020. So, which, if you guys haven't seen that, go check it out. Because Sony even has more stuff that's not video game related that they've shown. They look kind of cool, along with a bunch of other cool stuff. But, uh, yeah, um, I mean, the, uh, how do you keep... I mean, we thought it was cool when they broke the record and they were in the top five. Now you're in the top... Two? It's like, yeah. Jesus. I, I don't think they're ever going to beat number one. I yeah. think that's kind of like an impossible thing just because that thing was just a, a, a freak of nature. The fact but, that many people were still waiting around and they could still pull that number to get to where they are is just, is just crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, Xbox isn't releasing numbers, so who knows what they're at. <laughs> yeah. Because I guarantee you that they probably outsold Xbox three to one this generation. But what was the big piece of uh, news that Sony dropped for the uh, CES show? Oh, if you're talking about the <laughs> uninspired... Uh, they also showed off the, the old lackluster... PS5 logo, pretty much just dropped the 4 and added a 5 to the end of that. So, I mean, I don't know what people were expecting. They're expecting some sort of, like, yeah, (laughs) some sort of, like, redesign or something like that. But I I think it's fine. I mean, it's just PS5. Especially when you have something that good, that simple. Like, uh, speaking of logos, they're not easy to come up with, so... Why, <laughs> I, you know, why stray away from me? Wasn't it? why stray away from something that's you know tried, proven, popular? Does anyone really care? Yeah. Um. The PS Five symbol, uh, logo, 
who expect anything different, but it's weird that people are actually kind of mad about it, um, that it's there's no brilliance to it. It's like, what do you want to do? Put themselves in a box like Xbox did and, and not know what their fucking console's called? Change so, all these, like, logos. But then again, you have Nintendo, though, who drops cool logos. Like, I love the Switch oh, logo no on the being, too, the, No one's being any of the Nintendo dude, logos. All, all their yeah. shit's fire, dude. Yeah. I love every time I see the Switch thing. The like, Wii? The... <laughs> no, it's all about the Switch that click. Yeah, like whenever that noise is. Wasn't the so... GameCube the one that, do, 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 that rolled itself up? Oh, the, the intro. Oh, game. I was up. Uh, yeah. I like that. Um, is there anything else you want to get into with how much PS4 is selling? I mean, it, we do. We are right around the corner from a PS5. I mean, it. Obviously, I don't know if they're looking at this as this was the best possible outcome, or this is gonna hurt a little bit on their. I think it's gonna rolls when they when they launch a new console. Gonna hurt a little bit. I wonder if maybe two. That because Xbox is already they've been on the defense for so long. I would say that they are more offensive now than what Sony is. They've already showed out their console. They've even they were the first ones to show a game, even though they showed that Greed uh, Godfall game. But I don't know. I don't know if it said like PlayStation Five exclusive or something. Whereas um, Hellblade Two, oh, that game yeah. is an exclusive, and there was a lot more of that I think than the other one. So going into it, Xbox is now offensively. But I wonder if that's just because Sony is waiting because they don't want the sales or the sales to stagnate. Because you know, once you talk more and more about PS5, every article is PS5, PS5, PS5. And of course, I'm sure the sales are, are already slowing down on the right. PS4, but that's not going to help any. Yeah. So I wonder if that if numbers like this in the fact that it is data, yeah, the show, <laughs> the fact that they're putting that out is why they're waiting so long to show out something like yeah, that. The fact that they're still able to rope in that much more numbers, that much, it just shows that Sony is moving strong and they definitely smash that console for. So, is yeah. there anything else you want on this before we move into a little riff? No, 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 no. I'm ready for the riff though. All right, guys. So let's rip it up. You want to start first? Or me? Let me uh, start first. So this was something we we're actually going to talk about. Um, as a main story before we found out the Pokemon Direct was going to come out. So the uh, Nintendo has shown that there is going to be a new Switch model, a Switch something that's coming out. Um, I think that was the rumors. What yeah, it is. rumor yeah. was that, that something's coming out that's closer to the end of the year. Now the gossip is people are, are arguing that it's, is it a, people are calling it the Nintendo Switch Pro, the Nintendo. I think the Switch Pro would be a fine Switch name. Pro would be sweet. And the real, I mean, the concept behind it is what's going to happen now that PS5 and Xbox Series X are coming out with these huge fucking, uh, these huge power, these huge processors, these whole, you know, all these specs that Nintendo Switch can't possibly, possibly live up to. Um, are they going to make, I mean, this thing barely runs The Witcher 3. Is, are they going to make something that's beefier that at least can try to keep up with it? This isn't it's set in stone. This isn't um, this isn't something that's actually going to happen. The rumor is that is it going to happen? Andrew, do you think that's even? I mean, we just got the switch light. I think they'll we put out got the battery ones. Yeah. I mean, is but what can they really do to make it and that any different? And that and that's why like I know that they'll put out something. I feel that because they're the kind of people who would put out something. I they just have, have no clue what it would be because if they don't put out something that can run games that are meant for the next generation, then we're looking at another two years or so of Nintendo not catching on to those third party games. I it's just they they're in a weird place too where if they do let's say they do put out something that's a lot stronger. Like, how many people just bought the Switch Lite or bought a Switch in general? Like, the Switch hasn't been on the market, like, as long as the others. But then again, I wonder, I, I would have to look now and see, has the Switch, been on, <laughs> has Switch been on market 
as long as PS4 or Xbox One was before they dropped a Pro version or the X version. So if it's about that same time, then but sure. But if they, you do it too early, yeah, you feel spurned. And even still, what what what's the point? What is the advantage going to be unless it's something crazy substantial? But I think that their money is always going to be in their crazy good IPs. Right now I'm playing Luigi's Mansion 3. Absolutely fucking love it. Like, it's not... Graphically, it's amazing because it's a Nintendo game. It's the way that I want a Nintendo game to look. But am I doing anything fucking leaps and bounds breaking? No, I'm going around just sucking up ghosts all over the place. Fun. Good old It's the same fun. thing I did on the GameCube, and I'm loving it now however many years later, that I don't want anything different with that. So I don't know what this next thing could be, and I don't know if I'm asking for more because I actually just bought my Switch, so... Mm-hmm. Because the other side of the coin is um, some other people are looking at it going, well, with all these systems that are coming out with not a benchmark price, but a guesstimate, if you want to use that word, from being five to $700 to $800 for the machinery uh, or for the, the console, still the, the Switch might sh- shine right now over the next year or two selling all kinds of uh, all, all, you know actual game units because it's going to be the most affordable. It's going to be something that has... It, it, it's built in... With its own, for, you know, first-party exclusive titles that dwarf, you know, any amount that these guys are going to do. And they're, they're like, they're games that everyone knows, right? They're not new IPs that they're hoping are going to catch the eyes of people. These are going to be more Mario games, more Zelda games. So, it is kind of odd. Like, they did a weird thing putting themselves in between generations that, like, some people are, aren't sure to call it if it was next-gen before next-gen or if it's now a gen behind. Like, it's in a very yeah. awkward position, but that's what you... I guess you uh, you kind of flirt with when you're me- when you're kind of dominating the handheld space. It is its own thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you have to. I, uh, they're gonna have to do something because if it can barely, they have to do something. <laughs> if it can barely run The Witcher Three, I don't know how it's gonna run game uh, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy VII Remake if that even were to come to it. Resident Evil Three because Resident Evil Two I think is graphically absolutely amazing. But I don't even know if this. I, I don't even think that that came to Switch. I think the last Resident Evil for Switch besides the other ports was like Resident Evil Seven. And I think it was, like, streaming it to the console at one point, and it didn't, like, run as good. I You'd have to fact-check me on that one, but either way, it's not, like, all... I, I don't know how many of these huge triple Watch Dogs 3 I don't remember seeing coming to Switch <laughs> on that. Well, so. let me ask one question before we move on with it. Is it better to do something now by the end of 2020 that can somewhat run games at their level, or is the Switch safer to wait another year to two before making the Switch Pro? I think they're in a weird place because I you would probably have to do it now because then in I, I guess realistically they have the money and they have the time to where they could have waited another two years, but they're also gonna miss out on whatever games. So I think maybe I, I don't know. That that's right, right. That, that's hard question because they're still at a weird point now to where even if they release this, what are they gonna when are they gonna release their next console? Right. Midlife console through the other two. Midlife and the console other two are still gonna be stronger <laughs> than that. So perfect. All right. Well, we took a little too long on that one. Let's let's go. That was a good question. Though. It's it's a hard it's a hard fact. It's happening. It's right around the corner, guys. We're living in next gen nonsense. So let's see what happens. Uh, my riff would be um, the the things going around would be uh, Destiny that they had the design lead Robbie Stevens in an interview. There's a lot more. To the uh, quote, I'm sure Craig could pull it up, but uh, they were asking as far as um, what they could do as far as possibilities of other mediums besides a game. Because Bungie owns that IP, the possibilities are endless because they own it themselves. But he just said, you know, anything is possible. Not scoffing at the idea of 
making a movie, a TV show. They could make it a book like how the Halo books. And I think right now something like I I don't know if Destiny personally for me I would watch that. But with The Witcher coming out, I'm sure that that The Witcher is one of the shows that everyone's buzzing Ooh, about. It made me the, start playing The Witcher three. <laughs> exactly. And how many people turn to the game because that Resident Evil is making a show. Shout out to the they Game Pass because it's free on the Game Pass. Um, the Uncharted movie, even though it just lost its director and it's been in development forever, that's still a thing. So there's all these things that it seems like maybe kind of, and video games are finally starting to not be bad at other mediums. You're not getting that Mario movie, that Resident Evil movie that isn't anything like the fucking games. You know, all we had before that was like Mortal Kombat. I don't know good shit. I don't know what Assassin's Creed was like, and I didn't watch Tomb Raider. I think you did. I really liked Tomb Raider, and I thought Assassin's Creed was, was okay. So, you know, with Castlevania being amazing, The Witcher being amazing, now we're finally getting to say, okay, well, now we know what to do. I don't know why it took so long to get to this place, but let's, you know, I'm glad that that's an option moving forward because I do want other mediums like that. I want that. See, the only way I'm, or not the only way, the only thing I'm looking at it is, is Witcher is, is a grounded show. It's guys that can do their own stunts. Henry Cavill's a fucking G. They can do all this stuff. Destiny is all... You know, space travel and all kinds of gunfighting, and you can make the argument that yeah, they're doing that with the Mandalorian. But when you watch the Mandalorian, a lot of it is kind of grounded, doing um, you know, kind of basic things. So I don't know if a TV show is the best thing for like a Destiny. I would love it if they just made a badass, not R-rated, but hardcore like anime, like how they're doing Castlevania. If they were to do something like a Netflix original Destiny, good cartoon show where you can get away with all that all oh yeah that what, what else I want to say see is, something like that uh, like the Dead Space movies I don't think you ever watch them dude but watch the Dead Space movie like the first one I think is absolutely fucking great like it's yeah. amazing and then even still they had um, I don't know if you ever saw them the Halo did you ever watch the Halo movie yeah yeah I did have, and see, they had like all those were a little some of them aren't that great but some of them are badass like they're um there's the one where they do it from like five different, um, like and, like one of them's 3D, another one's like Japanese. Yeah, and they do each episode. And then there's I like that. that. Yeah, that's a fun like, experiment. Yeah, because then there's the one with like the chick who's a Spartan jumping in with the Hell Divers, and they all they're all talking shit about Spartans until she saves them. And then you know, either way, that movie was still really cool. I really enjoyed it, and I like the aspects of it. That I don't mind something like that because they even did something similar. With, so the first Dead Space was all just the same animation, just mm-hmm. a blowing story. And then the second one was just like different kind of animations. It wasn't as good, but I appreciate <laughs> the effort. I thought it was still... I, I would watch it again. I still really liked it. Yeah. I, the, the overall thing to take away is that Bungie owns the goddamn Destiny IP, which is extremely rare. Um, so it is cool that they do... They can do whatever they want. And essentially he's saying, you know, the door is open. We can do it. It sounds kind of like he... I think he, it's a cool idea for Yeah, him. he wants to do something. I, I feel like something's already in the works. They just can't say it yet. They just I, can't I, say I, it yet. Exactly. So and so... It's just one of the, What's it going to be? Is it going to be a show, a movie? I mean, uh, even if they... I don't know if... It, uh, the, and what even makes me kind of more... A card Into game. it is the live-action fucking Destiny commercials. I always thought were, like, really Bad. cool, too. And they looked really good. Yeah, they were badass. So why not give me a show like that? So, yeah. Hats off to uh, Destiny. Hopefully, they pick something... A medium that works for them because we I hate for them to be there's too many things to that choose miss. a live action yeah, should have been too, an animated yeah, too many yeah. things that miss I would hate that a company that owns their own thing to miss on on a great opportunity like this where they're gonna reap all the rewards so. right um anything else you want to add on that no nah, I'm done with that one so the last thing I want to riff on guys is that if you like me like gaming in a gaming chair there is a and I got this from a uh, tech spot so if you want to check out the article you definitely 
You can't. There's a new chair from Arcadio Gaming that's going to let you feel the action in your games with Smart Sense haptics. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with what a gaming chair looks like, um, I, I'll put a picture of them. Everyone's kind of got them. They all kind of look the same. Mine sits yeah. over there. They've got these big backs and wide bottoms. They're essentially going to be comfortable for you sitting in and gaming with. A lot of streamers use them for duration. Um, the cool thing about this particular one, and again, this was announced at CES 2020. I do recommend you guys go check it out. A lot of cool shit on there. Um, this thing has haptics, so essentially what they're going to do is instead of just gaming feedback in your chair, they're also setting it up for movies and stuff like that. So it's, it's an entertainment chair versus just being a gaming chair. So if that is something that gamers or Twitchers or mixers out there want to check out, I would say check this out because the last one, because they're not the only guys in this, or not the only guys in this space that do this. There was Acer, which is a fairly popular company. They did one, and it they did a family friendly one, and it cost about fourteen grand instead of their traditional Fuck twenty that. grand, which is nuts. Where this particular chair is um, starting out at around eight hundred. So again, that is a lot of cheddar. But if it is something you're passionate and you want to game in it, I would say check it out. I've been doing some of the reviews. Um, it looks like some people are definitely going to be looking at this thing just because of that huge marginal gap in price. Like that is leaps and bounds <laughs> difference would, in a fourteen thousand dollar chair. If I pay that much for a chair, it better come with like a nice little heater on the back because that's all I would really want. Yeah, this thing's got like ten sensors on it to where you when you're playing it, you're gonna see the difference and, and hopefully when you're watching a movie when something happens you're gonna feel it. So it's I think it's a nice um, move in the right direction, especially with everything kind of getting more towards this virtual reality fourth you know the uh, wall breaking kind Just of thing. More immersion, yeah. Um but I don't again, know how immersive a chair could be, but... Yeah. But even if you don't use it, it's still a good gaming chair. And I would say if you do sit down for longer than five hours of gaming, a good gaming chair goes a long way. Yeah. So check I'm it sure it makes it a lot easier. Out. And we don't get paid for them, but Arcadio, if you want to send one this way, I'm here. Yeah, I'll give you a mediocre review. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll tell you what 800 bucks really gets you. You'll see it on the... Uh, <laughs> On the Facebook uh, pawn group in oh, two yeah. weeks. It'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, my final riff is actually, again, about Resident Evil. No surprise ever. The remake for three is that the um, official PlayStation Magazine UK put out an article and they got some stuff in there. But there's just some nice uh, juicy information in there that I thought was actually pretty cool. One, uh, the first thing they were talking about is that the Nemesis AI is going to be an improved version pretty much of the Tyrant, the Mr. X version from number two, which I thought was absolutely great. He just stalks you, he feels menacing. Yeah. So that's something I'm actually really looking forward to to feel like you're being hunted because I, I that's one of the reasons why I love the um, Alien Isolation, just to you feel like something's stalking you. Game. Yeah, <laughs> You like being stuck down, do we, man, you uh, But that there is going to be, it's going to be not open world, but they said it's going to be a lot more open than what the original and so you're going to be going through streets, shops. Of course, you visit places like the hospital and the press. But I'm kind of interested to see what that means. And I hope, again, that it's it's more like how the intro of the game is to where you're seeing a lot more people and you're seeing a lot going on. You're seeing a lot of people die. Or like at the start of the game, the beginning cutscene is like you're watching police and stuff like that try to hold the line as they're getting run over. That would be pretty cool to be like as a part of that scene. Like you can see that and then try to get out of there. And Go. then that's where you're going from. I like it. Um, there's not going to be a mercenary mode. I know some people were disappointed with that, but they are replacing that with Project Resistance. I was going to say, you're still getting the online version. Yeah, you're still getting the other what are you online version. So, I mean, I know some people love the mercenaries, but either way, 
The last thing, which I think is the most drastic, but I guess I can understand, is that there's not going to be any action choice, and they just said no more endings. So I take that as one ending. So what that means is in the original Resident Evil 3, you can actually come to a point to where you're like on a bridge. Uh, the nemesis is right there. You can choose to like fight him or jump off the bridge. Oh. And if you beat him, he gives you like critical like ammo or like a special weapon or something like that. Or even like later on, depending on what you do, certain people could like live or die. It doesn't like alter alter the ending, but I guess the overall timeline. So I guess to kind of really strengthen that timeline off the back of what they built with two is just to get it all narrowed down to one thing that it's just going to be a, a solid story. I Which like if it. that if they're just doing that to enhance the narrative and just you know really dial down like. This is it. This is the story. This is what we're telling. Then I'm perfectly fine with that. Ooh, yeah, that sounds like it doesn't seem like it would be out of laziness. It sounds like Capcom knows exactly what they're doing with this thing. They know exactly where to pick up the slack. They know exactly where to laser focus on what's good. They know, especially like a guy like Andrew, if you're gonna make fucking Mister X Tyrant the scariest thing, then double down on it. You know, right? It's just everything about that, and I like that we're getting so much so quickly because it was like one minute it was we didn't hear nothing it was it was a rumors it was, it was, it was, it was here. a blank box in a in a in a on a show floor that we were looking at yeah. no one knew what it was project resistance re resistance yeah and now we know exactly what it is we know exactly what it's getting and it almost pound for pound sounds like it might as long as the game's good be better than number two which number two was already a 10 yeah no so, I, I mean yeah, I loved it so Either way, really excited for that, and that game's coming out soon. Awesome, guys. Anything else to riff on? No, I'm done. I am done with the riff. So, guys, that is the end of the episode, and I just want to thank you guys for being back with us January 2020. New year, new times, new places. New year, new year, boo. So, we are going to have more things coming out, guys, so make sure you stay tuned. Um, there's a lot more coming. So, I want to make sure that you guys know we're talking about giveaways. Oh, on the next episode? New shows. There's going to be oh. new stories. New stuff with fan interaction. So, guys, so make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you guys follow us at all of our social media. Um, we also, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a new Facebook uh, Last Call Productions uh, group page. If you guys want to jump in there, we talk about everything from video games, comic books, movies, uh, beers. So, make sure you guys check all that out and if you play PUBG or call of duty jump in with me if you see me on check andrew out he's doing chicken dinners like uh yeah i did, a style. I did blow up that gram though <laughs> so andrew anything else you want to shout out to the kids no thanks again hey see you in the new year Alrighty, guys so until next time my name is craig Perales, and that is Andrew Montsmayer. cheers Pussycats and like no. Jabberjaw, wasn't it? No, Josie, they had a separate one for Josie, but that one's like the Aquabats, like a real yeah. like, punk band or whatever. <laughs> Those are the good old days. My brother's like, kids don't get that no more. Yeah, I don't know, but that shit was cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I remember I like, it was like, like behind the scenes. Or there's the, one where they're like all in the movies too and like trying to be quiet. For I remember the, the one where they were, they were filming a Droopy and he's like, all right, say the line. And he goes, I'm so happy. Yeah. And he goes, not like that. And yeah. he's like, oh, so. Sure. <laughs> and it's just like that's funny he had to be told to this to not do it i miss stuff like that yeah, yeah or, they can't that again. or i think there's oh there's the other ones too that they used to do like what would happen if and it's like if or fucking sylvester caught tweeties like oh i'm just trying to give him back his wallet that he dropped years ago and it's this fucking fat ass wallet with bird feathers all over it uh, there was one they used to do that was uh um it was like six degrees of separation it was like well 
if uh, Scooby went to a thief, or, or if Astro oh, went to yeah, group, okay, uh, yeah. speech therapy with Scooby, and Scooby solves, uh, oh no, six degrees separation from Velma. Everyone's connected yeah. to Velma in some way. <laughs> Dude, those are the best. The one, the, uh, him and that guy from, uh, what was it, the Snorks? Whatever, they look exactly the same. Oh, dude, it was the best. I gotta find one of those. They used to have, like, really cool shit. I don't know what they put on now, but I remember when I was watching Cartoon Network, which was then, it was, like, nothing even close to, like, similar to then. Or you have, like, Ed and Eddie just, like, hanging out. All kinds of people just, like, hanging out random, like, all the dogs hanging out together, like, they're scrappy. Yeah. All (laughs) them. The cartoons used to be a lot fucking cooler. Because they used to mean something. They used to stand for something. They used to stand for something. They used to be able to walk down the street. Not scared. Would leave their doors unlocked in this neighborhood. Yeah. That's why they started the DOC. Fuck. 